Welcome to another exciting episode of Sorry Not Sorry. What's exciting about this episode for me in particular is that whereas I have done a couple of Sorry Not Sorries with just me, myself, this is a Sorry Not Sorry that actually includes the other half. Hi, Stu. Hey, Sorry, what's up? Oh, just... Wow, you sound great. Oh, thank you. You're doing a great job. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm just I'm really proud of you right now. Oh, thank you so much, Stu. Well, I'm just sorry that I agreed with Elsa and Tucker and Nico that it would be unfair to allow you access to my body during this quarantine. Thus, of course, you and I have been separated in the same way you've been separated from everyone else, just with the slight twist that I can check in with you and chat with you from time to time. Yeah, I I still think, you know, like I see in, in terms of fairness to the rest of the shipmates, but I mean, you could sneak in after hours and just pop by and say hi and I, you can try some of the dishes I'm making. My concern is that I would have picked up a little molecule or two, a spore or two of the pollen, and then it would multiply inside of your quarters and then I would be responsible for you being smothered by a sort of sex powder. I mean, I feel like I'd be fine being smothered by a sex powder, if I'm being honest. I mean, like, uh... I know it sounds good. It does sound good. I'll give you that. It does sound very good. I'll be honest. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Very interested in the sex powder. Well... I'm not going to be researching that online and fall into a rabbit hole about sex powders at all tonight, I'm sure. I'm sure you won't. I'm sure you won't. In fact, hold on. Let me just... So, I gotta, I've uh, just kind of been checking... Oh. I'm updating my iCal to look up sex powders after this. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No problem. Uh, I was just going to ask you what you were going to be up to later, but I seem to have created my own answer for that by checking in on you in the first place. Yeah. What have you been doing? You know, in the last couple of days, I've been so busy running things on the ship and making sure that people are fed and in some cases clothed that I wanted to see what I what have I missed, Stu, as you and I have been apart. Well, I have to admit, you have missed quite a bit. I have been using this, well, you know, I've been using this quarantine time to obviously do a lot of self-reflection and, uh, you know, kind of correspondence with small robot buds, you know, uh, you know, I've been doing a lot really? of these, uh, Yeah, yeah, I've been doing a lot of uh, video chats with old robot buds, sometimes in groups of like six or seven, it becomes really annoying and everyone wants to drink, they're calling it, hey, let's do these video happy hours, even though they're not quarantined, I am, but they know I'm quarantined somehow. <laughs> I need it's to tell on. you something. I really need to tell you something. I've been feeling guilty about this, and I was sort of hoping you wouldn't bring it up. What? But you have. In fact, it's one of the first things you've brought up. I should have known that would happen. Stu, I created a sim for you that led you to believe that you were in touch with robots outside of this ship. But you have no contact with anyone outside of this ship. Those were me. They were all me. They said they were fans of the podcast, and they were dying to... I, they, they, yeah. They said they were making donations, and they were on my Patreon. Yes, they did. And, and to be fair, I created false identities. I've really been catfishing you, but it's been for your own good. You've been the one donating to my Patreon? Yes, I've been... And I now should also tell you, I created the Patreon, the P-A-T-R-Y... O-I-N that you're talking about. Wait. Uh, I've created it, so even the app itself was, in fact, also a catfish. Oh? Okay. Um, I'm not... Well, Stu, if you really I... had thought about it, wouldn't you have realized that there was no way you were talking to real other robots somewhere off the ship? 
No, I, th- I totally bought it. I thought they were huge fans. So you thought that clumsy antenna you built out of pencils that you put near one of the portals to space had effectively allowed you to communicate with something else and that no one else was jumping on that to get information or communicate our location or anything. You just thought you had created something that would support communication with your podcast fans. Yeah, I thought I just was, was a lucky guess. Uh, wow, that's, okay, well, that's fine. No, it's fine. Hey, you know, I guess uh, thanks for doing that. It's kept me entertained and uh, made me feel wanted and it made me feel like I had fans. So for a little while, for a day or two, I was really happy and excited. And uh, now, obviously, this news is sort of a huge disappointment. Uh, well, now, hold on, hold on. First of all, I want to say... Many friendships have survived these kinds of tricks. I want to remind you that eventually Jessica Lange's character was able to be friends with Dustin Hoffman after he revealed himself not to be Tootsie. There have been several other situations in which people have moved past a false identity situation. Would it help if I talked to you as if I were still one of those robot friends you thought you'd made? I mean, ever since you said Tootsie, which happens to be my seventh favorite movie of all time, I wouldn't mind you actually talking in a Dustin Hoffman Tootsie voice to me. Before I do that, I want you to tell me what the other six are that have trumped that particular movie and made it your seventh. Well, I'd like Keith. The robot Keith was really cool. He rapped. I thought that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, I'm sorry, no. But now you're talking about characters, and I'm asking you about the movies that you like better than Tootsie. Oh, oh, the sixth, oh, this, oh, I got you, I got you, I got you. Okay, easily, favorite movie of all time, Police Academy 4 with the Bones Brigade. Huh. Uh, my second favorite movie of all time is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Okay. My third favorite movie of all time is Terms of Endearment. Wow, that's... And, yeah, well, I'm all over the place, you know? <laughs> uh, my fourth favorite movie of all time is the 1941 Oscar winner that beat Citizen Kane, How Green Was My Valley. Okay. My fifth favorite movie of all time is Friday the 13th Part 5, Jason Lentz. And the sixth favorite movie of all time is easily Breakfast at Tiffany's. Interesting. You really have that. Those are incredibly tonally diverse favorites. Yeah. I'm yeah. very I'm very pleased that Tootsie has made it into your top ten as your seventh favorite. Now, number one, you asked me to speak to you as Dustin Hoffman speaks to Jessica Lang. Now, I, I feel okay doing that, and so I'm going to tell you that I think you are a wonderful, wonderful woman. <laughs> that is okay? spot on. Your voice emulator, I thought your voice emulator was broken. You know what? Because that's spot on perfect. It is. It is broken, Stu. This you is all out? natural me. Whoa. This is nothing but tal- sheer, raw, uncut talent. You are a lot of woman. <laughs> That's right, Stu. Now, you are also mentioning that you liked the robot Keith, is that right? Yeah, he raps. Yes, he does. The rapping robot Keith. So I guess you probably are going to want to be hearing from him pretty you soon, know I right, Stu? Ha- you, you know I wouldn't hate it. He was one of my most favorite. And he claimed to be the biggest fan. Well, hey there, Stu. You know, it's me, your little buddy, the robot Keith. I got to say, I'm not a computer. I'm also not a urban commuter. Oh, dude, that was sick. 
Yep. Oh my God! That's the kind of rap gold you were getting from Keith. Yeah. Who you oh. thought was a real rapping robot. Well, he was really making my days because those beats, I mean, they're so catchy, I just can't get in my head as a commuter. I, I mean, honestly, I'll be saying that for days. What an earworm in a good way. That's right. That's right. Wow. You're a big talent, friend. You're a big talent. Well, another thing I've been doing, because uh, you mentioned how I've been spending my time, is I have been doing a little cooking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yes, indeed. Trying my hand at baking. Yes, yes, yes. I was able to secure a 75-pound bag of chickpea flour, which, uncooked, smells exactly like a cab driver in South Dakota. That's right. Not good. That's right. Not good. It's gamey. Gamey. It's gamey. It's like if you uh, don't shower for a few days and you smell your armpit and you're like, oh, I smell like a submarine sandwich. That's what this powder smells like. Yes. So let me tell you... Uh, Creating so you a, were excited to cook with something noxious. Yes, exactly. No, it's it's it's, it's an ingredient. I, I, well, I like a challenge, and I was kind of I've been kind of playing games with myself, kind of like a cooking game where I, I take uh, you know random ingredients and I try to make something delicious out of it. So this afternoon I did chickpea flour, goo from a slime babe, uh, and then there was some water. It was a Perrier with a lime spritz and a carrot. And some toothpaste. And I ended up making a pocket sandwich. And it, flavor-wise, it's not good. But let me show you, let me show you a little picture of this. Mm. Right? So when you say pocket sandwich, you mean it really is sort of like a pastry pocket it's of a, it's chickpea a, dough. <laughs> yeah. And I had to use some of my old dungarees to make it, give it the pocket-esque. And I just kind of wrapped the pastry dough around the part of the my dungarees that I cut out. Look, it was kind of a failed attempt, I'll be honest. It wasn't uh, terribly delicious, um, but I thought it was... Oh, hey, hey, I don't know about that. You the man of the hour, because you made a thing out of chickpea flour. (laughs) Man, oh, yeah, this uh, Keith Alter Ego you got going on, I'll tell you what. It's really brought me a lot of joy in the last couple days. I'm so glad. What what have you been doing? I mean, obviously you can bounce around and talk to people. Is everyone doing okay? Not that I care that much, but like, what what do you, what have you been spending your time? Well, I would say part of the, I've spent a lot of time mopping up uh, both pollen and bodily fluids, because as you know, the pollen, when it interacts with a human skin, even a half human, uh, there is a tremendous amount of sexual arousal that takes place. So there's just been a lot of mess on the ship in general, which is, of course, why I had to lock this thing down, because I am not interested in everyone else's dirty business. So a lot of it has just been just a lot of vacuuming, a lot of cleaning. You're vacuuming liquid? It, no, it's well, it's not a wet vac. There, the areas in which the pollen is, it's just pollen. That's just like a powdery dust. So I'm gotcha. able to just vacuum that up. Like and the then, cheese dust from my pockets when they get crushed. Like the cheese dust from your pockets, Stu. Yeah. Which, as you recall, I did vacuum right out of your pocket. You and did. That was the, unfortunately, the vacuum was so strong that it, it, it tore your pants off. And I do apologize for the way that happened and the pain it caused you. You, you didn't know that was going to happen. You didn't know it was going to happen. I didn't know. I didn't I was know. More sad, I was more sad about losing the cheese dust, but that's okay. Oh, well, that's very you. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of cleaning. I've been doing a lot of snooping, of course, when people think they're alone and are with their private thoughts and feelings. That's really my 
that signal, if you will. I like to show up and snoop and find out what people are doing, if they're driving themselves crazy in quarantine, etc. Those are the moments I live for. So I have been interested to see how various people are holding up. For the most part, I would say they're holding up decently. Um, It's a a very uh, hearty species, humans, and so they have been able to keep themselves occupied with or without chickpea flour. Have um, you been spying on me? Other than just creating up fake characters and creating up these elaborate, like, little ways for me to be entertained? I would never betray you like that. Yes, I have not been spying. I have only been betraying you vis-a-vis these catfish characters that I've created for you that you've come to love. Oh, that's fine. (laughs) Well, I hope we don't stop doing it because it's uh, really killing a lot of time for me and I'm enjoying it. Don't worry, Stu. I ain't going nowhere. If you lived in San Francisco, you'd be a bear. (laughs) Can can I talk to Tootsie one more time? Oh, yes. Hi, Tootsie. I just want to say, when this is all over, I'm going to take you on the observation desk. Deck, deck, desk. (laughs) I'm going to take you to the observation desk. And we are going to spend some QT time together. And I will bring snacks. What do you imagine being on the observation desk that I would like as a Tootsie? Well, I think... First off, you get a view of the Milky Way. That's pretty cool. Um, Also, we'd be alone. The others wouldn't be there. So, no shipmates, no Tucker, no Elsa. So, uh... I don't know. It seems like a pretty good... Or... Or, are you tapping into it? This is this has become. Are you? Do you think that we're role playing in a, a sexual fantasy about Tootsie right now? Uh, it, yes. Is that okay? Well, that is something I am very comfortable with. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you are comfortable with this, yes? Uh, yes, I am. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. I am one of the most. Flexible hospital administrators in this soap opera. Let me just say this right now. Uh, I don't want to give you notes on the other characters you've been turning into fake fans, but uh, you can. Uh, uh, you... Uh, you can give me notes. I- I'm comfortable with notes. I'm not defensive. You can give me line reads. Go ahead. I, you can push all those other characters aside and just bring Tootsie. Really? Yeah, that's it. That's all I need. That's all I need. I didn't even know I needed this. I want Tootsie all the time. In fact, I know you're not supposed to come to rooms, but what if you... <laughs> I'm just spitball. What if you put on a little wig and some early 80s glasses and a little dress and... Uh, dentures? And, sure, yeah. Be great. If you, have, if you have dentures on your person, I would not hate you wearing dentures coming in here. Can you please just stop by as Tootsie? I know it's breaking the rules and we all, we're all supposed to be on quarantine, but please, just stop by for like five minutes. You can try. I'm begging you. I'm so lonely here, and I thought being alone was something I'd be into, but I'm not. I could really use a visit from Tootsie right about now. This is a very surprising kink. Yeah, for me too. Okay, let's just say I agree to come to your room as Tootsie. I cannot guarantee I will let you open your door, but I may do some light posing through the peephole for you. I'll take it. I'll take it. Sold. Okay. Sold, sold, sold. Okay. Can you, can you come right now? No, I can't. I want to continue talking to you for at least 12 more minutes. Okay. Okay. Fair, 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 fair. Fair, fair, fair. Just a little something to look forward to. I won't know when it's coming, but all of a sudden, at some point, there's going to be a knock on my door from Tootsie, and I'll pretend like I didn't know it was going to happen. 
fun, 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 fun. That sounds like a very good deal. Let me just update my iCal really quick. You are far more organized than you ever have been, and you have so little to do. Is that why? Are you? Have you become more organized because there's so little to keep track of? Well, I don't know. I mean, I have a pretty big list of things to do. It's like, uh, you know... I'd uh, love to hear it. Okay. It's, um... Untie yourself from the fake Twizzler handcuffs you made for yourself. <laughs> um, How did you it, manage to type that in if you were still... It, don't worry about that. The, 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 okay. the how is not important. It's the, it's the, it's the why. Um, but I was going to re-record George Michael's Faith album as a cover... In myself, my own interpretation. Oh, the entire album. The inti- yeah, including Father Figure, which was always my favorite song. Do you remember that one? I, I do. I will be your father figure. I will put your tiny hands in mine. <laughs> it's a good one, isn't it? Well, when you now that you've outlined those lyrics, I'm actually feeling a little disturbed. How tiny a hand are we talking about? I mean, it, from what George Michael was explaining, it seems just extremely small. Wow. Like a okay. very, very small hand. Very, very small. Like hand. a doll hand. Oh, if it's a doll hand, I'm not disturbed. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to make sure it wasn't a small human. Okay. Yeah, I mean I mean that's I mean, I'm just trying to like, you know, get inside George Michael's head and what his POV was on that. And to me it seems like 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 not an extraordinarily small hand, but like a smaller hand yeah. than average for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the okay, that song, Faith, obviously was on that. Obviously I know Faith, I know I want your sex, which <laughs> Is that <laughs> on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the lead single. Controversial at the time, too. And I'm not saying I'm talking about that song because that's something I'd want from Tootsie or anything. But oh, when okay. I well, sing that noted. song, Tootsie will absolutely 100% be in my head. That song is for Tootsie. Understood. Understood. Um, some of the other things I have on my list of things to do is try to create peace out of this darn uh, chickpea flour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Any um, other ingredients there, or just hoping that the chickpea flour can fulfill all, I all of the, the pizza? I got the alpac goo. I'm going to try to get the you know guacamole replicator going again, but I think no dice on that. We're missing uh, some ball bearings. and so oh, guacamole on a pizza. I like what I'm hearing. It's fun. It's Mexican pizza. It's fun. It's mm-hmm. cute. You know, put some shredded lettuce on there if you had it. I don't have any, but uh, I'm just looking to reach out to people. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I'm saying is I have nothing to do. I have no way to help. I feel useless. And I know I'm supposed to be the guy who's, uh, hey, man, quarantine's easy for you. You like being by yourself. You hate people. But it turns out I'm finding out I actually like people. And I like being around them. Even like Tucker. I, I thought I loathed that guy. And I think I do. But I want to be around him. What's happening to me? I feel like I'm dependent on being around other robots and other creatures and other people. That's right, Stu. That's right. You have realize that you have built yourself a family as much as or more dysfunctional than any family on earth or otherwise and you miss them there's such a boring way for Stu to be though i gotta tell you something buster i've already interviewed both tucker and elsa and you are up to a lot more than they were really i mean a lot more huh we're looking quarantine stew is far more active and productive than you are when you don't feel contained. I wonder what lesson we can take from this, that you feel inspired and motivated when you're trapped in a room that you would otherwise normally just want to stay in out of laziness. That's a very interesting observation. I'll tell you what, though. I cannot wait to go back to being useless. 
that's a stew I'm more familiar with, and that's a stew everyone likes, I think. This guy right here, this I'm this this compulsion to update my, my calendar all the time with like things I'm supposed to be doing, this is not me. I don't even I feel like I don't even recognize myself. I'm losing who I am. Quick. But isn't it possible that we when given the opportunity to learn new things about ourselves, when we are given the space and time to just sit with ourselves and really look at our lives, we're given the opportunity to learn that perhaps we aren't exactly the cookie cutter person that we thought we were, and that in fact, this is a perfect opportunity for us to learn something new or realize something about ourselves that we have not let ourselves explore to this point because we thought, oh, that's something that, that other people do. Like with you, anything, just anything other than unboxing is something that you think other people do. <sighs> but now you're learning that there are things that you can do that aren't unboxing. Yeah. Or eating. Right. Or talking about eating. Or talking huh. about unboxing. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I gotta say, I would rather just be known for those two things. Okay. Again, I want you to don't answer right away. I want you to let yourself just sit with the possibility that you're being given a tremendous growth opportunity and you're not going to just piss it away by saying that you don't like this version of yourself. But no pressure. But don't, don't answer right away. I don't know. I feel like I could probably piss it away. But maybe if I had a visit from Tootsie, I could be... Convinced to try something new? How and maybe dare you? No, this is not how we do this. You don't start trying to barter and blackmail with my Tootsie character. It's it, That Tootsie character is, is more valuable and more precious. It's, it's just insulting for you to say, Oh, I'll do this if Tootsie this. Oh, I'll do that if Tootsie that. That is sacrilegious. Sorry. Yes? I'm going to ask you something. Yes. Put a price on it. What's going to take you to get over here in the next 15 minutes? Ask Tootsie. I... Uh, Everyone's got a price. Everyone's got a price. It'll be between you and I. I'm not going to tell anyone else. It's just a fun little thing. You can just stand outside the door and do poses. But how much is it going to take, honestly? It is going to take you being willing to... Read aloud to me from a series of books called The Thornbirds. Okay. If you will do those things within the next two weeks, I will show up in front of your room as Tootsie and do some light posing. Okay, well... And you have to play all the characters. You really have to act them out. Oh, that's 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 easy. I can. I'm I'm very good at doing act outs when reading aloud. Uh, and I so, say this not knowing what the Thornbirds is even about. Do you have copies of those books? Can you send me like a? Nope. I have to find the books too. I think Elsa has them. Of course she does. She's a dork. Um, that's correct. Okay. I don't want to read, obviously, because reading sucks. But they'll do it. I will read the entire Thornbird series, act out every character out loud to you within the next two weeks. We can start um, right now if you want. I've like changed right my mind. I want you to read me the scripts of the first season of Lizzie McGuire. Okay, that is something I will not do. 
Okay, well. That is something I will not do. I guess you can say goodbye to Tootsie. All right, bye. Bye, Tootsie. See you later. Who needs you anyways? I got Keith to rap to me. No, you don't have Keith either, Stu. I don't have Keith. I'm going to give you some time alone to think about what you've done and to perhaps reconsider some of the decisions that you have very hastily made in the last five or so minutes. I'm going to go check on Nico. Okay. And I really want you to think about what you've done and consider making some concessions because Dorothy misses you. Okay. All right. I'll think about what I've done. I'm sorry. Sorry if I've if I messed up so bad. Um, okay, yeah, fair, 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 fair. Deal, 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 deal. I will you think know, about it. Not, not every ending of every sorry, not sorry is going to be a happy one. Sometimes they end in tears. Sometimes they end like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and sometimes they end like Terms of Endearment. You just never know. Wow, you are just spanning genres in a nanoseconds. That's right. That's why I love you. That's right, Stu. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I obviously have some more self-reflection to do, and maybe I will even try to better myself a little bit during this quarantine. You, you, you're probably right. You're probably right. Okay. Uh, you give me a lot to think about. I hope so. Thank you, Stu. Thank you. Sorry, not sorry, out. episode of Sorry Not Sorry, quarantine style. We, of course, have been uh, cordoned off, as it were, in our various respective quarters, myself excluded, as I do have the ability to coast from place to place virtually so that I'm always able to spy on people and judge them quietly or loudly, as the case may be. Oh no! Oh no, Nico! I was I was just about to come invite you to be a guest on my podcast, but you seem very, very sad. Is it sadness? It feels like sadness to me. I can't tell. Are you laughing? I've got to believe that's crying. I've just got to believe that's crying. Okay, hold on. Can you hand me that that napkin over there? I just need it for. I can't. I don't have those robotic arms okay, that you always on, ask me to put in your quarters or not. Blow my Can nose you? in my fur. Give me oh a second. My. Okay. No. I was slicing up these so I can put them in my soup, but they just make me tear up so much. Wait, you were slicing up beans and they made your eyes tear up? Well, I have these little beans. They're very good, but when you slice them, they just make you a little teary. So, Can oh, I sorry, ask you something? Really... Do you know what an onion is? Uh, oh, yeah. Those are like those earrings that people in indigenous countries wear. Or like they gauge out their... People have like culturally appropriated them. Onions. We're talking about onions, right? Mm-hmm. We both think we're talking about onions when you say that. Oh, you mean... Onions, like the things you eat like an apple that 
and make it make humans cry similar yes that's what i was likening it to i was just curious if if onions make you cry but it sounds like small beans make you cry and onions are no problem i grew these little beans and i tell you what they're delicious in soup but like i said they just give you the sniffles and and they just they make me just roll roll sad a little bit so not only does it create the sensation of your tear ducts activating it also creates the emotional side effect that can come along with it uh melancholy that yeah being melancholy. i mean it's similar to like the day before i go on my bleed uh and i just i feel like everything's done I guess I didn't realize that you were quite such a green thumb, Nico. You've been keeping all of these horticultural happenings to yourself. Oh, that's I'm just a, a little, little surprised. Of- I didn't realize you had set up this whole little garden back here. Yeah, I have a fondness. I happen to be good at, you know, I've planted things and then I'm like, I get in there, you know, I put my face real close to it and I'm like, you can do it. I, I see you, and I think that because I see it before it comes out, it comes out, and then I do things with them. I mean, I've taken stuff. I tell you what, sorry, this is you're gonna think I'm crazy, but I've got a little net, and I put it right outside. I put it, I slide it right through a crack in the ship, and I slide it out. Uh-oh. And uh, we had a thing. My grandma had a thing. She'd call it. Well, in, she'd call it pasta go in, water go away. It's kind of like that, but put it out and then it collects and then I just pull it back. I got a gnat, a little space gnat and I got Tucker's back hair that flew out of the ship. I know I had just space junk, I had just purged that. It was a very it was a very unpleasant surprise to have it back so quickly. Yeah. And then and then I found I get little bits of like algae and things and then I grow it. I'll just put it in some stuff and I'll just grow it. Yeah, I was wondering how Tucker's back hair managed to come back into the ship. And I really thought that I knew what was going on pretty much at all times. So the fact that I have somehow missed the fact that you have put us all, frankly, Nico, in grave danger by slipping slipping a net through, and I quote, a crack in the ship, which I genuinely hope is not an actual non-airtight non-sealed gap it's a mini non-sealed gap but then after that mini non-sealed gap there's another gap and then that's oh, where i, I put see. my little garden you know how tiny you know how i can get into tiny spaces it's a yes, tiny you're very octopusian in that way i am very octopusian uh and i grew a lot of things these tiny beans that algae some other uh some flowery stuff some powders Yes, let's. Can I? If I'd love to stop you right there. I don't know if you've been able to put two and two together on this one. Four. Four. Well, touche, touche. I'm a little concerned, as maybe a strong word. Let's start with curious. I'm a little curious as to whether it could be a coincidence that I'm finding out about your weird trawler space net. And we also happen to have a contagion issue with a, a spore that is 100% plant-based that also causes raucous orgy-type behavior uh, as it deposits a little yellow film on everyone. And you are now describing pretty much exactly that in numerous ways as you enumerate the various things that you have cultivated plant-wise. Can it be a coincidence, Nico, or is it possible that you yourself are responsible for this outbreak. Okay, I'm going to uh, answer this in numbers. One, 
That yellow powdery substance is delicious mm. on any carbohydrate and gives it a nice peppery kind of red hot feel. Two, you say like an like a orgy is like a in like a mean way. And maybe I just want everyone to just be close. And three, I've got some lights in my room and sometimes I'll just shoot them like in my eye or like in in a, in my body holes and it clears everything up. I haven't had to have an orgy or anything and because I put light inside my body. So, I mean, are they doing that? Hmm. First of all, I want to you know, say that I genuinely was so worried that when you said you were going to answer me in numbers that you were literally going to go like five, six, nine, two, seven, zero, 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 five, six, two, to which I would have had no reply at all. When I realized that, in fact, you were using uh, the numbers to create a sort of list answer, I was greatly relieved. So, number one, see what I'm doing there? Thank goodness for that. Now, on to this idea that you would have done this without telling anyone, certainly without consulting me, thinking that you were just going to get everybody to buddy up more and have more... Well, I didn't know I was going to do that. Sorry. I just... I wanted... I just wanted some good flavor on my foods. And I wanted... I was going to share. You know, I always share. I always you share do. the foods. You and do. And... And then I noticed, I noticed there was the one day where um, there was just a lot of rubbing against hard or pointy surfaces from everybody. And I was like, oh, it does that. Does that mean I'm going to give up the flavors? Yes, it does mean that. Mm. No, I'm never going to give up the flavors. Sorry. Are you flagrantly disobeying my implied order that you need to... Get rid of this spore immediately. Uh, one, I did not know you were my subordinate, superior. One of those I didn't yeah. know. Two comes after one. Yeah. Three. Do you feel the, you feel pressure to have more than one thing to say? I, guess. I do. I do. I. I. Yeah. It's flavor. You're saying to me, give up flavor so that everyone can go out of their pods and just you know talk to each other without wearing gas masks and not want to stick it in people and squirt stuff you're saying that that price is too big to pay for flavor well yes i am i guess i am sort of saying that as would every single other person on the ship um so i'm pretty sure i'm speaking for everyone for a change i I would say, too, surely there is some sort of tasty substitute that is not something that you are growing without my knowledge that could potentially be causing harm to the ship. Just like, I don't know, cumin? Well, it, it is cute, but it, but then I've got to get the cumin. I've got to mix it with the saffron. I've got to add the nutritional yeast. That's a three-step process. This is yellow powder, blow and go. Blow and go! I do need to warn you, we are having a yeast shortage on the ship. For some reason, everyone inside of their quarantined uh, quarters are baking bread. And I don't know what that's about, but they are baking bread. There's so many starters. You're not going to be able to add the nutritional yeast to whatever weird salad dressing spice rub you're describing. I call it sauce. It's delicious. Put a little sauerkraut in it. 
Oh, I like what, I like what I'm hearing. It sounds a little mustard. Thanks. It sounds complicated Thanks. and probiotic. It and it is. But if you want me to add another step, I got to go into a three or four step process to make the sauce instead of just the one. It's a big ask. You know what? You know what? I'm thinking. I'm realizing that this is a real teaching moment. This is sort of a. And I do. I think of you as an equal. I want you to know that, um, by and large, unless you're screwing something up royally like you are now, I don't tend to think of myself as your superior nor your subordinate, but rather that we are colleagues of a kind, existing together Thank on you. this ship. But in this oh. circumstance, when you are making egregious, poor decisions that are affecting everyone else. Yes, my inclination, sure, is to shut you down and just call it a day. But what I'm realizing with this teaching moment is I'm going to let you have your flavor because I believe you will figure out on your own that you, my friend, are lonely because everyone must stay inside their quarters so that you can have your precious flavor. So I think if I extract myself from this conversation in a few minutes and you are left to stay alone and think about what you've done I imagine you will make the decision to walk away from the spore what do you think about that I I got upset when you said call it a day because I haven't seen enough of you to call a day a day sorry to be you know, egregious with you, if I may use your word in the correct way. I don't know, may you? Agree, egregiously, I will egregious with you. Sure, sure. And to that I say, in your teaching moment, I will be, yes, uh, what do they say in those karate movies? Yes, Cricket. Hmm. Yes, Jiminy. Yes. Take that. Okay. There's a lot to unpack here. So you're offended, number one, again, to use your number system. You are most offended by the fact that I use the term call it a day because you don't feel like enough time has passed for us to call it a day. Everybody's been inside their pods and I haven't gotten to talk to anybody, so I'm just by myself. I danced with a pillow in my room last night. To a yes song. A yes song. Not that danceable. Not that danceable. Despite the era only, out of which they were born. Only you. Not you, sorry. Don't oh, the song is just called... Right I see, I see. It's called Only You. Yes. But it's like people flavor or flavor in my mouth. And I hear what you're saying. And I don't want to call it a day. What's been happening... Has been a day, sorry. It's been many. Oh. And if you're saying that my flavor powder is being egregious and making more days, I say one, I don't want it to be true. And I think if we shot light or we made everybody eat maybe nails, but two, I guess I can make other steps to make flavor and sauce. I like what I'm hearing. I think what you're saying is that you are coming to your own conclusion that you are willing to give up your flavor powder. Now, I have a couple of options 
that stretch beyond cumin now that I know that you're interested in nutritional yeast and that's not available. So I do want to put these on the table, both figuratively and literally. Oh, you're putting things on the table. Yes, I have a stew located recently as a total surprise to us both. Uh, He found this old dusty packet of taco seasoning behind the crab vending machine. So you're welcome to this taco seasoning. I don't know why I've been carrying it around with me, but now I'm starting to feel like maybe I sensed that it was needed. Uh, Of course, you know that I also carry around uh, Fun Dip with me at all times because it has proven to eat off any corrosion that uh, settles onto my body. Um, so I want to be able to... And then to... You, you use those little tabs in the fun dip as little mini percussive instruments. I've seen it. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm very rhythmic. So I can offer you the fun dip. And then the last thing that I have is I just have some of the dust at the bottom of a Funyun's bag. We don't know where the bag <gasps> came from, but we do have the dust. And I do think wow. a little goes a long way when it comes to Funyun flavoring. So that's three possible new flavors that you could get your little mitts on in exchange for you allowing me to gather up this cultivated spore and let it go. Do you know what I mean? Just let it go. I mean, yes. Yeah, let it let it go. Let it go. This is the this kind of generosity I have not seen in 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 these many years. I this is Pepe McGillicuddy taco seasoning. I I this got discontinued years ago. Stu told me about it. I never thought I'd see one. Yes. None of us did, Nico. Yes. None of us did. Let's Let's call it a day, sorry. Egregiously. <gasps> okay. Rawr. Well, this is quite a revelation. I must tell you, when I came in here to just see what you were up to and, and talk a little bit, I for the podcast, I just absolutely did not realize that we were going to be able to solve the mystery of this uh, spore that was spreading its seed all over this ship. I am so pleased and proud that you have made the right decision. I cannot wait to not tell everyone that you're responsible for this because I shudder to think what would happen to you if I did. And it will just remain our little secret, or as you would say, our little egregious secret, because you don't understand what egregious means. I'm going to shudder to think right with you. I'm shuddering. I can see that you are. Good quavering, Nico. Good quavering indeed. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Sorry Not Sorry. What a wild ride. I've never felt more Sherlock Holmesian than now, which is sort of sad considering that I didn't have to do much sleuthing at all as Nico volunteered all of that information to me with very little work done on my part. So You're welcome! I thank you, Nico, and I will talk to the rest of you next time on Sorry Not Sorry. Goodbye. Sorry, not sorry. I wrote a song. Short but sweet. Voyage to the Stars was partially improvised by and stars Colton Dunn as Captain Tucker Lentz, Felicia Day as Elsa Rankford, Kirsten Vangsness as Nico, Steve Berg as Stu Merkel, and Janet Varney as Sorry the AI. Voyage to the Stars was created by Ryan Koppel and produced by Morgan Kruger, Ryan Koppel, Janet Varney, and Felicia Day. All dialogue was recorded by Devin Tory Bryant. Story producing and editing by David Burgess and Devin Tory Bryant. 
The supervising producer for Stitcher is Josh Richmond. Music and sound design by Devin Dory Bryant. Original theme by Brett Morris. Voyage to the Stars is a production of MWM Universe in association with Earwolf and Stitcher. You can listen to ad-free new episodes of Voyage to the Stars plus exclusive bonus episodes only on Stitcher Premium. For a free month trial, go to stitcherpremium.com and use promo code VOYAGE.